Hello, hello. We are going to be talking about split grade classrooms and why I think they're actually the perfect environment for starting your inquiry journey with them. I think there's a lot of commonalities between teaching a split grade and starting inquiry-based learning in your classroom. We're going to be talking about split grade learning and why I think that it is a perfect fit with inquiry-based instruction. Now, well, I remember when I first applied for the current job that I have, it was a actually a three, four combined grade class. And I think if you have ever been assigned any split grade class, the, that initial sense of panic definitely sinks in as you are suddenly hit with the overwhelming thought that you are now required not just to teach one grade, but two grades. And especially if it's two new grades, you may not even have a handle on one, let alone two, and you are immediately hit with that overwhelming, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? But I really do think that every class is a split grade class. And the only thing that really changes is the label that you have that's assigned to it. In my 10 years of teaching, and that includes five years working as a ESL itinerant teacher and myself as a classroom teacher, I don't think I ever came across a classroom that had every single student in there learning at the same grade. So not every student in the class was reading at their assigned grade level. And you definitely did not have a class that had zero students with special education needs, whether they were working below or above grade level. So in reality, every classroom nowadays is a split grade classroom. The benefit of actually having the label of a split grade classroom, in my opinion, is that there's no masking it. It is what it is. No one has the expectations that everybody in that room is supposed to be working at the same level. Sometimes I find in a straight grade classroom, you have the assumption that everybody, because they're sitting in a grade five classroom, is working at a grade five level. Now, the students had that expectation. The teachers probably also really want to have that happen, but we all know in reality that's not the case. So every year when class building comes around and there's an option of whether or not I have a choice between teaching straight or a split, I do often, I am the crazy one that opts to teach the split because, and we will split our classes instead of putting them as two straights instead. So I know you might think I'm crazy for that, but I'm going to go into detail a little bit more tonight about why I think that is. So here's why I volunteer to teach a split. As I said, no one expects that everybody is the same. So one of the really important things, one of the driving factors for me as a teacher is I know that we've got special education students in our classrooms. And the last thing that I want is for those students to feel different or feel ashamed that they might not be working at grade level or that the work they're doing might need to be different from the people that are sitting beside them. So when I have a split grade classroom and I mix up the students in my room so that the fours and the fives are sitting intermixed with one another, no one actually expects that the person who's sitting beside them might be doing the same work. So it's a lot easier to allow those students who might be working below or even above grade level to kind of hide in plain sight in a split grade classroom. So I think that's a valuable a valuable tool with you have a split grade because you can have those students where they don't have to worry about hiding. Or sometimes what I do find is that some of those students who really do need to be working 
on modified curriculum will often pretend or hide that they can do the grade level curriculum and then fall further and further behind because they're not really working at the level that they should be. So in my split, it's a lot easier for those students who have those special education requirements to be able to hide in plain sight. So that's one of the many reasons why I prefer a split. I also find that you may have students that are not identified, but they may have some lagging skills. So it's easier when you're in a split to think of learning as learning on a continuum and you can then build in any of that missing knowledge that might be there. Maybe they didn't quite get a concept from the previous grade level or they need that review. Putting them in a split and teaching as the learning is on a continuum as opposed to teaching in silos where this group learns this and this group learns that. Teaching instead by combining them and teaching it on a continuum allows you to kind of use the analogy of a train where students will get onto the train where they need to and get off when they need to. And you can make sure that those students are able to push them forward to get and meet those curriculum expectations of their own grade level. But it also allows you to build in some of that review to make sure that they have a deeper understanding both of previous concepts and current concepts. I also think that it helps to build the self-esteem of the most vulnerable students in your classroom and not so special education or students with special education needs, allowing the fact that people can hide in plain sight in your classroom, meaning that they can work on individualized programs because no one in your class is necessarily expecting that everyone is working on the same task at the same time. So you have real differentiation happening in your classroom because you have to, because you have two different grades in your classroom that you're trying to make sure that they get what they need. So you can hide those students a little bit easier. So if you have a grade five student who's modified at a grade four level, you can easily meet those expectations of their learning program because you happen to have grade four students in the room. So they can build up that background skill, but yet still feel like they're equals to their peers and don't feel ashamed. So I find that a lot of my students who have special education needs, they come in and they really wanted, they force themselves to work at that grade level curriculum when they're not really ready for it. And what I find is what ends up happening is they fall further and further behind because they're trying to play pretend as opposed to getting any real learning done. So by being able to meet the students with their needs through true differentiation, I can then meet them where they are and they feel confident, they feel successful, and then they're able to continue on learning. So I might actually be able to get them a little bit further in that case because they have access to a variety of learning experiences. I don't keep them stuck in the box of this is grade five content, this is grade four content, this is grade three content, and you're only allowed to learn what you're supposed to learn based on what grade you're in. I also think that teaching in a split helps you focus on the needs of your students as opposed to what they should be doing. So it's more of an individualized learning and you really have to kind of shift your idea of that you're not teaching groups of students, but you're teaching individuals. And this is where inquiry really, I think, ties in nicely, that it's student-centered. So your data and your teaching is all student-driven. So you're following the lead of the students, you're following what they are requiring, and then you group those students based on some commonalities. So in language or literacy, I may be grouping students based on what they're choosing to write. So I might have a group of students who are choosing to write a report. And I may find that there's common features in their writing that I need to do a mini lesson for, say, eight kids. 
Well, those eight students might be from grade five or they might be from grade four, but I can group them together because I'm looking at that skill set. Now, I would expect a little bit more from the grade fives in terms of their writing ability as opposed to the grade fours, but they can still participate in that same mini lesson on the same big idea or topic. So I'm focusing on the students' needs as opposed to focusing first on what it is they should be doing. So I do, I am able to meet those shoulds, but with the focus on the student needs first. And that's definitely where that inquiry piece comes into play. And I find because I have that experience as a split grade teacher, moving into an inquiry focused and a student centered inquiry was a much easier switch for me because I had already started to do more individualized programming based in necessity as opposed to based out of what was more comfortable for me. It definitely puts me into a more uncomfortable position and forces me to try different things and individualized learning. The other thing I really, really, really love about split grade teaching, and this is by far, I think, my biggest thing, if you can manage it somehow, if you are a split grade teacher, is to do looping. Now, I know that's not super popular of a term where uh, or I teach in Ontario. I know it's much more popular of a term in the States. But looping is where you have the same students year after year. So sometimes if you're a straight grade teacher, it means you teach them first in four and then you teach them in five. So you'd have the same students for a two-year program. Now, this works great when you can make really great connections. It's not great for every student. No teacher is going to make a difference in 100% of their students 100% of their time. Some kids are just not going to be a good fit with you. And that's okay to say, it's not a good fit. They should try something else for either one of you. But I do really value the ability to start with my students in grade four and then say goodbye to them at the end of grade five. Because once they hit their grade five year, I then have half of my class who already know my rules, routines, procedures. They develop independent work skills. I don't have to retrain 25 new kids. I only really have to retrain 13 because I'm really only retraining half of the class, which is the new grade fours. And then I can use my grade fives as leaders in the classroom to help the grade fours understand kind of the structure of the classroom, how inquiry works, why things look a little bit differently maybe in my class and what they've seen in other classrooms. Now, I do have the fantastic privilege of working with some amazing teachers that get nice students before me. So that does make it a little bit easier. But if you have the opportunity to somehow loop with your students, the growth, especially if you're a four or five teacher, the growth from those little, little guys in grade four, which if you're teaching grade four right now, you're probably very familiar with this, but grade fours are still so young at the beginning of grade four. But by the end of grade five, they've made so much progress, especially in their maturity and what they're able to learn and what they're able to do. It's such a rewarding experience to be able to see your students that growth and being able to compare that growth and they themselves can see that growth because they're with you for those two years. I also think that being a split grade teacher forces me to be a better teacher. It forces me to think outside the box. It forces me to differentiate, meet the needs of my students. I can't just rely on what's working and following a textbook because generally that's not going to work for my students because I have such a variety of needs. So differentiation is absolutely key. So being able to say that having tasks that are open-ended, having tasks that have multiple entry points. 
So they have open ends. Sometimes they have open beginnings so that I can give the same task to a variety of different students and I can teach them how to self-differentiate and choose things that are challenging for themselves. We can focus a lot more on goals in my classroom as opposed and focusing on what my goal is and how I'm going to improve to the next part versus on a checklist and getting through curriculum. So I really do think that being able to teach a split doesn't have to be this panic-inducing, stressful situation where you get overwhelmed by those big concepts where you're like, I have to teach two grades at once. If you think of it like you just have to teach 25 kids and that all of that learning is sitting on a continuum and you really have to dig into the curriculum. I'll be honest, there's a little bit of work in digging into the curriculum and finding the commonalities between those two grades, focusing on those big ideas and looking at where do they start what is the learning along the way and where do I finish? And looking at that path, especially when you're looking at language and math, finding those common threads that are interwoven into the curriculum and then starting at the beginning and taking your students along the path and finishing where it is they would end off for that grade level. That for me is where I really have to know my content and know what the curriculum is asking for those things. So I have to spend that time being over-prepared and understand where it is I need to go, focusing on having very detailed plans and knowing how organized I need to be every month of the year so that I don't spend a lot of time. If it's not tied to curriculum or to learning, I don't have the time to spend on that. So I have to make sure that all of the tasks, even if they're those fun, exciting ones, I have to be able to find some tying in with some aspect of the curriculum because in reality, you are still covering two sets of curriculum and you do have to make sure that you can get it all covered. So you do have to be a little bit more rigid into how you get that covered. So I wanted to just preface the month of November. We're going to be talking about split um, teaching with Inquiry Live. We're going to be talking about split grade issues and how split, how you do inquiry and how you teach with a split grade if you're doing inquiry, especially when you're looking at science and social studies and all of those things. I definitely wanted to start off with where I'm coming from so you have an idea of why I like teaching a split, why that is a preference for me, and perhaps how you can kind of flip your thinking about what it is to be assigned a split grade and understand that it really if you think about it, isn't too different from having an assigned straight grade because you probably have a lot of students that are not working at grade level anyways. So some of those same strategies that you would use, you can use with the split grade. And if you have more students working at different levels, that pulls it right in for doing guided instruction. Thanks very much for joining me.